Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, and we'll be looking at verses 13 and 14. A new year is upon us, and you know, I believe that every new year is exciting because it you know, in a way, represents a new start. Everything is, is sort of new. You know, you have this new beginning for a new year. Of course, you know, that's the good side of it. When you look at the downside, you still have bills to pay and you still have to pay taxes because they're coming up. Tax season is just around the corner. But... You know, at the beginning of the year, all that sort of gets pushed to the side. This time of year, the start of a new year, gives us time to reflect as well. It gives us time to reflect on the race that we have been running. And we are running a race, when you think about it. Life is a race. And it's a hard race that we run. How is the race going? You know, as you reflect back, how is the race going? When we look at our life, and you think about that race that we're running, of course, you know, there's hills we have to climb, there's valleys we have to go through. 
there's also hurdles that we have to jump. But when you think about the race, you know, sometimes when we're running the race, we lose our focus as well. Not only do we have all these things we have to, to do in life, we also lose focus. So how is the race you are running? And where is your focus as you run? And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. It's written, Brethren, I count not myself that I have attained to it, but one thing I do, I forget that which is behind and endeavor myself unto that which is before, and follow hard toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just thank you, Lord, for this day that you've given us. Thank you, Lord, for this year that we have just passed, and Lord, this upcoming year that you have given us, Lord, we just pray that you would just continue to be with us, continue to guide us during this time, and Lord, just guide us during this upcoming year. And Lord, I just pray that you would just help us, Lord, to stay focused on you, stay focused on your word, and I just pray, Lord, that today as we worship together that our eyes would be on you and that you would just overshadow this service today and, and help us just to... Just look to you for guidance in our daily walk and that you would just again be with us today as we worship. Lord, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts today as well. And Lord, I just pray that you would bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And Lord, just speak through me and give me the words to say today. And again, Lord, we just lift up those that are on the prayer list, those that cannot make it today, those that may be traveling. We just lift each one up to you, Lord, and just ask your blessings upon each one. Just continue to be with us. And God, as we just ask this in your Son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ, amen. We are running a race, a daily struggle, the daily grind. When you think about our life, it's nothing more than a race. And when we look in the scripture, life, basically the Christian walk, if you will, is considered a race. In 2 Timothy 4, 7, Paul tells Timothy that he says he has fought the good fight. He has kept, you know, the course. He has finished the course. He has kept the faith. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, the writer of Hebrews tells us that we are to run with patience the race that is set before us. So in the scripture life, the Christian walk is considered a race that we run. We're in a race every day. And because we are in a race, we should be focused. We should stay focused. And in this race that we run, our eyes should be forward. Our focus should always be Ahead of us. And this is what Paul is telling us in these verses. Look at verse 13. He says, I forget that which is behind and endeavor myself unto that which is before. So why is Paul telling us that our focus should be forward? Why is Paul saying that his focus 
is forward and not behind. If you would, look back at verse 3. Look at what Paul says in verse 3. And I think it sums up why our focus should be forward just by what he says in verse 3. He says that he puts no confidence in the flesh. No confidence in the flesh. No confidence in his own works. No confidence in what was behind him. Because if you think about what was behind him, what was behind Paul was the old life that he had been living. Everything that had happened before he knew Christ. So he was not putting any confidence in his own works. He was not putting confidence in his old life, that old nature that he had. He was not putting confidence in what he had left behind. His eyes were forward and he was focused. And when you look at what he was focused on, he was focused on Jesus Christ. He kept his focus forward. And he put no confidence in what was behind. Now, if you think about Paul, if there was anyone that could put confidence in what was behind him and how he was raised, his upbringing, his own works and the pedigree that he had, it was Paul. And Paul tells us a little bit about himself here in these verses. Look at verses 4 through 6. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh... If any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, much more I. Circumcised the eighth day of the kindred of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, by the law of Pharisee concerning seal, I persecuted the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, I was unrebukable. Look at what Paul says about himself. He says, if anybody can put confidence in what was before, what was behind them, it was me. I'm an, I was born in Israel. I'm an Israeli. I'm of the tribe of Benjamin. I was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. I was circumcised the eight day, keeping the law even after I was born. I was raised a Pharisee. I was trained as a Pharisee. I had zeal for God and I showed my zeal by persecuting the church. And then look at what he says lastly. When it comes to the law, I was unrebukable. I kept the law. Paul had bragging rights. When Paul looked behind him and he looked at what he had had before he knew Christ, he had bragging rights. All of the Jews would have been envious as to the, how he was raised. They would have been envious of Paul and his achievements as a Jew, circumcised according to the law, born of the tribe of Benjamin, a devout Pharisee, faithful to the Old Testament. Paul had all of that going for him. Yet, 
Look at what Paul says. He didn't look back on that. Paul didn't look back on it. He said that he put no confidence in those things. He had no confidence in it. Why? His eyes were focused forward and not behind him. He wasn't looking at the past. He was looking forward to what he had in Jesus Christ. And Paul said, because he was focused forward and he put no confidence in the things that had come before, all those things that were before he counted as loss. He counted as, as he says, dung. It was nothing. It was worthless. It was worthless to him. Now, while these credentials, these accomplishments he had were impressive, Paul didn't look at those. He had no confidence in them. He didn't look back. Why? Look over at Acts. Look in the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 1 through 16. We're not going to read those. I'm just going to touch on them real quick. But in those passages of Scripture, you see Paul's zealous, his zealousness for the law. It says that he went to the priests and got these letters so he could start throwing Christians in jail. And then if you look back a little bit before that, the last part of chapter 7, the first part of chapter 8, it says Paul was there when Stephen was stoned. And killed. The people laid their cloaks at the feet of Paul. And then it says that Paul started to wreak havoc on the church. He was so zealous for the law, and thinking that he was doing God's work, he started persecuting the church so heavily he was pretty much busting into homes and arresting Christians and having them thrown in jail. And that's why he went to the chief priests to get those letters so he could arrest Christians. Paul was zealous. He had zeal for the church. He was a keeper of the law. As he says, when it comes to the law, he was unrebukable. He was a Pharisee and trained by the best teacher in Israel, Gamaliel. Yet, when we look in Chapter 9, starting with verse 13 through 16, and then you look at all the letters that Paul wrote, especially Romans, we see something that happened to Paul. You know what happened to Paul? Jesus showed Paul that all that upbringing he had, that zealousness that he had for the law, all that good things that he thought he was doing didn't make him righteous. It didn't make him righteous. Him being Jewish didn't make him righteous. All of his good works that he was doing or he thought he was doing didn't make him righteous. It didn't justify him in the eyes of God. As Paul writes in Romans, you know what justified him in the eyes of God? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. 
Only Christ could make him justified. Only being covered by the blood of Christ could his sins be wiped away and he be justified in the eyes of God. Only by the imputed righteousness of Christ could Paul be righteous. That's why Paul didn't look behind him. That's why he kept his eyes focused on Christ. Because Paul realized after he met Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus and after he started to go back and study the Old Testament and and learn more about Christ. And then when he was in the wilderness with Christ, being taught by Christ for three years, as he says in Galatians, only then did he realize it was Christ that did everything for him. His works didn't mean anything. As Isaiah 64, 6 states, our righteousness is like a filthy rag. And that's what Paul realized when it come to everything that he had been doing before Christ. Not even Paul's good works could save him. Because his zeal in keeping the law, the things that he was doing for the Pharisees, his upbringing, was not a means of salvation. It meant nothing. Because all of those things were works of the flesh. Look at what Paul writes in verses 8 and 9. I'm sorry, in verse 7 and 8. But the things that were advantage unto me, the same I counted loss for Christ's sake. Yea, doubtless I think all things but loss for the excellent knowledge sake of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have counted all things lost and do judge them to be dung that I might win Christ. And then if you look at verse 9, he says, And might be found in him that is not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, even the righteousness which is of God through faith. Paul placed all in the lost column. He placed all in the lost column except for his knowledge and his faith in Jesus Christ. Why? Because knowing Christ and having faith in Christ was everything. It was everything. It was everything for Paul. Knowing Christ changed everything in his life. That meeting that he had on the road to Damascus, the time that he spent in the wilderness with Christ, All of that meant everything to him. And because of Jesus Christ and what Christ had done for him, Paul looks back at his life, everything that was before, everything that was behind him, and he says it means nothing. It means nothing. To Paul, his relationship with Christ, his faith, in Christ is where he now put his confidence. That was where his confidence was. Not his heritage and not his works, 
He put no confidence in the flesh. And as he was running his race, he says, I'm not looking behind me. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward. His confidence was in his faith in Christ. It was this knowledge of Christ. It was his faith in Christ that motivated his race. He was not focused and not dwelling in the past. He was not looking at his past. That past zeal. The past works. And if we look at his past works, he was not looking at his past mistakes. He was focused on Christ. Look again at what he writes in verse 13. I forget that which is behind and endeavor myself unto that which is before. You know, we can look at this another way. You know, he is equating his, his life as a race, and we should equate our life as a race because that's what it is. Why would a runner be focused in front of him and not what's behind him? Because if they were focused on what was behind them and not in what's in front of them, they're going to trip and fall. They might run off the race course. We're not to focus on what is behind us. It's in the past. We can learn from the past. We can learn from the past mistakes that we've had. We're to grow from these things. We're to always keep our eyes focused forward. Because what's before us is Jesus Christ. And our focus should be on him. We're to keep our eyes forward and focused on Christ and what he has planned for our life. And what he wants for our life. Our eyes are to be forward. Focused on what Paul calls the mark. The finish line is what that is. Think about Paul's past for one second. Persecuting the church. Prison. He'd been thrown in prison. Beatings. He'd been beaten. Stonings. He'd been stoned. Now if he focused on just the past. What would have happened to him? If he focused on the bad things that had happened, what would have happened to him? He would have been angry. He would have felt tremendous guilt over what he did to the church. He would have all these memories that kept cropping up and hindering his walk with Christ. Yet, what do we have in Christ? Christ makes everything new. He makes everything new. Paul's guilt was gone because Christ had forgiven him. 
The prison, the beatings, the stonings, all were done in the name of Jesus Christ. And those helped him to grow in his faith and stay closer to Christ. Those were just hurdles in his race. His goal was to win the prize. That high calling of God in Christ Jesus. His goal was to win that prize for which God had called him. In Jesus Christ. That's why he says that he endeavors for those things that were before him. That he looked forward and not behind. And he followed hard toward the mark, that finish line, for the prize of that high calling of God in Jesus Christ. His focus was in front and not behind him. As we run our race, and we're in the same race. If you think about it, the times are different, but the race is the same. We all face the same things in life. The course is the same. Where is our focus? As you reflect on this last year, where was your focus? Was it on Christ? Was it on His plan for your life? Was it on what he has called you to do? Or were you focusing on something else? Something behind you? Something in the past? You know, we can focus on the past. We can look at all the good things that we've done. We can look at all of the work that we've done. We can look at the fact that we've even been raised in the church. But that's nothing. It's nothing. Because all that matters in our life is Jesus Christ. All that matters in your life should be Jesus Christ and his plan for your life. What he has called you to do. You know, earlier I said that the start of a new year gives us time to reflect on the race that we run. And it does. And sometimes when we reflect on that, we see that we have stumbled and lost our focus along the way. And that happens when we take our eyes off Christ. But we also have time to reflect on the possibilities that Christ offers us during the year. Because every day that we have, every day that we wake up, every day that we draw breath is a blessing that God has given us. And it's a time that we can use for his will. The possibilities of a new year are the possibilities in our work for Jesus Christ. 
And we all have work that we are to be doing for Jesus Christ. Whether it's being a smile placed on your face that someone sees, whether it's praying for someone, whether it's just being there for someone, whether it's a ministry within the church, whatever it is, God places us places for a reason. And those are possibilities that he gives us every day. And we all have work that we can be doing for Christ. So our eyes should be focused on him and his will for our life and what he wants us to be doing every day. Again, we learn from the past and we grow from our mistakes. But our confidence, our focus should always be forward and on Jesus Christ. Our eyes should be on him. So think about what you can do for Christ in the new year. Focus on him and how you can grow in the faith, grow spiritually as you run your race. Let's stand for prayer. Most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just thank you, Lord, for your word. And I just pray, Lord, that you would be with us today as we go into this time. Again, Lord, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. Continue to overshow us through your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.